0: Welcome, everyone, to the Fisherman's Favorite Podcast. Uh, we're here right now at the St. Paul Ice Show. This thing is going to probably air a little bit later, but I'm Sam Larson. I have Tyler and Sarah Trampy from Sports Journal TV. We're really excited to talk to them. Uh, probably talk, get to know you guys a little bit better. All right. Uh, talk about the TV show, some you of your other business adventures, uh, and, of course, fishing. So make sure to tune in for the rest of the show. It should be fun. There's deer in the meadow, frogs in the pond, a
1: place up the river where the fish are getting long. Bass in the lilies, crappie in the reeds,
2: walleye on the rocks, and pike in the weeds. There's a fella down the road who's a real fishing man. Give you a stringer for the frying pan. Northland fishing tackle, fisherman's favorite. It's a fisherman's favorite.
0: All right, you guys, so you are the hosts of Sportsman's Journal TV. How did that kind of
1: come about? Where did, where did that all get started? Uh, so Butch Furtman, who had uh, Sportsman's Journal for a long time um, in the Duluth area, and then he got syndicated on Fox. Um, I don't remember the year. I'm going to say sometime in the 90s. And he started to come up to Cliff Lake Resorts and film a couple episodes up okay. there. and. Sarah and I run Cliff Lake Resorts okay. now, and we built a friendship over the years, and the time came where he was ready to go to the sunset and just fish for fun, Yep. and the opportunity came for us to take a shot at doing the fishing show, doing Sportsman's Journal. So we worked out a deal, and the rest is kind of history, as yeah. they say. Cool. Did, I mean, is that something you guys ever imagined
0: yourself doing, being on TV, or is it just one of those opportunities that came up that you couldn't pass?
1: Um, I'll answer this one first. I know Sarah's answer. My answer is different. <laughs> my, so I grew up in Iowa. Yep. And I grew up watching fishing shows all the time on TNN. That probably dates me. Okay. Um, that's the only time you could get fishing shows was on, uh, I think it's the Tennessee or the Nashville network or whatever it okay. was. Um, so I watched the Linders were on there, um, Babe Winkleman, uh, all the all the old school guys, Orlando Wilson, um, Bob Comer was on there. So I grew up watching this. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is looks so fun, and I love to fish, right? And then you know, I go through high school, and all all of my projects that I had to do in high school were about fishing, and we we would pre- we would do pretend fishing shows. When yeah. We went fishing, yeah. And but it was a pipe dream, right? It's like every yeah. kid that grew up fishing wants to have a TV show and make make a living off fishing. So not really, but I was practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so when the opportunity came. It's kind of like, and then you have it, you're kind of like a dog that chases a car. What do you do once you get to the truck? Yeah. Or you get to the car, like, okay, I got it. What do I do? Yeah. So then it was like real deal. So then you realize it's a lot of work, um, but a lot of, a lot of opportunity, a lot of fun, and you get to do it with your wife, so that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah.
2: And my answer is no, not in a million years. I would have never seen myself having being the host of a fishing show, no. Um, I... I talk about, like I say, that one of the most popular questions I get asked is when did you start fishing or how long have you been fishing? And I actually learned fishing as an adult. Um, I wasn't denied the opportunity to fish as a child. Um, my family has a cottage up in northern Wisconsin, um, had it for several generations, and so we would go there as a family vacation every year. And I have four sisters, so the five of us, and that's where we'd go on family vacation. And now that I have my own child, I realize why. Kids are expensive and unruly, so we just go to the <laughs> okay. cottage. But um, and uh, we had a rowboat that we had to drag down the hill, cement coffee can anchor, and um, and neither my mom nor dad fish, and so it would just kind of be like, well, they, Uncle Rick said this is working. Go to Fleet Farm, pick out something on the shelf, and. Cast and we would tie overhand knots and that was about it. And then as I got older, I realized that I enjoyed it. I, I was the one who would pull the boat down. I was the one who would pull the boat yeah. back up. I was the one who was taking fish off the hooks. But,
0: Subconsciously. But, yeah, like, but I had no idea and I just didn't practicing. Have, I so didn't have
2: anybody to mentor me or yep. like help me expound on that. And I I mean I didn't I had very very limited I wouldn't even call it knowledge. But, yep. um And then when I met Tyler, it was like oh I, I enjoy fishing. I like it. And he was like well let's buy a rod or two and let's see if you Like it, and then we just kind of jumped in both feet, and then the opportunity came for Sportsman's Journal, and I was like, "Well, I'll kind of be in the background. I didn't necessarily want to be in front of the camera." And Tyler was like, "No, that's not how this is going to go." That's
0: because obviously he's like, "Yeah, this this is great," but like, how did it come across? And it's like, "You're going to need to be a host essentially on the show." Yeah, it's like that a learning curve, or did it come pretty naturally?
2: Uh, Oh no, it was a learning camera, and it was I just stare at the camera, Uh and like that was really I really uncomfortable (laughs) and so it was a lot of practice and getting in front of the camera and learning how to talk about stuff but it was kind of Tyler and I kind of had the agreement like if I'm going to be on the show if I'm going to host with you then I want to be a co-host like I'm not just going to sit there and smile in the background and you know I I actually want to be a co-host and and I had already been fishing at that time with Tyler we'd already been fishing quite some time um, like a decade or so you know pretty heavily and so I, I had knowledge of it it was just Expounding on that, and then making it clear to the camera, and talking about it, and so yeah, yeah, it was a lot of of practice.
1: She she's no question the ace in the hole, right? The ace in your pocket. So having her, yeah, it was gonna be. It was it was her. I mean, I told I told Greg this that dude. Actually, he might have told us this. Dudes with beards are a dime a dozen, but having a woman on the TV that can catch fish and show you how to do it, that's priceless. So, and that's kind of what. Our calling card is Sarah. Yeah, well, that's something I heard,
0: and I, not just Sarah. I think the the couple aspect to it. I mean, uh, hearing you know feedback from some of our you know other industry friends, consumers, customers, uh, they really like that dynamic mm-hmm. you guys have, um, and and how you bring it to the show. So I think that's a really yeah. really cool right. element to it.
2: It's becoming it's becoming a lot more. Um, Normal to see couples out on the water together, yeah, right? And, sure. and which is awesome. And so, yeah, I think to have that representation on a show to say, hey, they look like us. Hey, no. there's something in the boat there that one of them's mad at the other one, yep. or you know, some tension there, and yeah, that happens to us. And yeah, and the competition, and yep.
1: absolutely. So. It, it, Sarah hit it in the head that if you go fishing with a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, even your buddies, you have a great time doing it. But then when there's a little bit of adversity, there's a little bit of tension. So it's a drama. Yeah. And that's kind of cool to catch it because everybody can relate. Yeah. No. And then when it's going really perfect and you're doing it with your best friend, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, honey, we can go do that. I want to do that. And so I think it we relate really well yeah. To, yeah. The, to those type of viewers. I I, I really liked your guys' Battle of the Sexes oh, show. That wow. that was
0: that was fun. Did how did that come about?
2: Uh, so really good question. So um, Tyler and I have been talking. So Tyler had been watching fishing shows his whole life, and so he knew what he wanted to do with a fishing show, and I'm coming into it from a different perspective, and and I'm coming into it like, well, I'm a woman, and we're balancing a lot of stuff, and so to sit down and watch a fishing show on Saturdays is tough for, you know, mom, you got all sorts of stuff to do. And I'm like, we have to bring, you know, something else to the table. Dads like, do
1: stuff like that, too, though, no? Yes, just to you. yes,
2: you do. <laughs> and uh, tell a story or something like that. So we were trying to brainstorm on something that we could do. And our camera person at the time, um, Jeff Klugowitz, he um, he said, well, what if, what if you guys did a tournament, like, between the two of you? And then the three of us just kind of um, tossed around ideas and brainstormed and how we could make that work. And we wanted to give back to the viewers. You know, we wanted to, like... Get, every, get other people involved as well and so that was you know kind of like well you can vote and then you pick prizes on who you know which one of us is, wins whatever we had big fish and that yeah. sort of thing yeah
1: multiple things and yeah, go ahead
2: to get everybody involved and then also to you know to give somebody to cheer for right, right. like yep. that's that's a drawing factor and that gives people to want to watch more and so that was that was how the idea came about and then we really we enjoyed it Tyler doesn't like that no that's it was fun to do
1: the part. editing process so we get I would say if two people come up to us, one of them is asking about the Battle of the Sexes. Yep. So we get asked all the time. And you I, just did it that one. I did time. the one yep. time. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: well, to be honest with you, I don't know how often sponsors want to keep giving up big prizes. But they want to do it every year. I don't know. That's one thing that I'm hesitant to go ask everybody. Uh, the second one is that a normal episode takes me probably 40 hours to edit. Okay. That probably took 120. Yeah. Just because it's, I have. 16 hours times three three cameras in a boat yep a footage I got double mics audio I gotta worry about I got I wasn't there for one of them so I yeah, don't know what happened. Yeah, that's so, super hard yeah. So I'm guessing and I gotta look through everything right and I'm yep. trying to find funny stuff that she says because I wasn't there and she's not gonna tell me yep So the editing process was brutal gotcha and then I did the scoreboard so that was I had to learn about you know a, a digital type thing and a I special effect that, that I put in. And then I had to find people to voice over. They did, like, the commentary, like, play-by-play. So it was fun to do, but it was a lot, a lot of work. So I don't know if I'm ready. And and who got the most votes, too? Oh, my gosh.
0: Does that have to do with not wanting to do to get to? Maybe. <laughs> I'm say I think Sarah...
2: He, does, he likes to rain, you know? like he, He's, he's I, afraid. What, I,
1: I, I have the trophy. There. I yeah. take a chance See, of why. giving yeah. it up, right? Uh-huh. So go down one and done. That's,
2: uh-huh. yeah. he thinks. I'll
1: thinks? I'll be okay with,
0: with that. No, I, I, I think that was a really fun show, and I think and you touched on it earlier that you didn't want to be in the background. You wanted to be a co-host, and I think especially that show showed that you're out there doing it by yourself. And I know, I've, I've seen it personally through Northland. I know we've sold tackle to women personally. There's a lot of women out there that have realized um, they can do it Absolutely. by themselves. Mm-hmm. They can fish by themselves now. They don't need their husband to take them, and, yeah. you know, maybe their husband doesn't like fishing and there's women doing it so talk a little bit about some of those you know stories of of inspiring women to get out there and fish
2: so yeah that's a really great question so so to it kind of goes along with like you know that I told Tyler like I'm going to be a co-host I'm not going to just sit there and you know not do anything and then um, when as the show progressed you know through the first season and the second season and it was like I have a voice to show that women anglers are competent and we're not just out there for you know the picture, but we're out there for all the reasons that the men are out there and, and you know mentally recharging, resetting the competition, you know the knowledge, the fishing, the passion, and so like I have a, I have an opportunity to represent that, and so you know that really kind of set me back for a minute, and, and it was like okay, so I want to show a broad range, you know, kind of like because I wear a lot of different hats, and so do a lot of women, and so I kind of wanted to show that. Um, that aspect and then to say like represent representation is huge and to be able for other women to see it and to say oh yeah I can do that if she can do it I can do it and and I want to go out and do it and and there's so many the fishing industry has come a long long way to allow women to go out and become more independent anglers right like um you know when when we first got our like a gas-powered auger it was like I could barely lift the thing you know it was so heavy but now with the um, electric augers—you can go out and drill your own holes, yeah. and you know you can be independent. And so it's huge, and it's and it's awesome, and it's just evolving. And there, you know, there's, there's a lot of women before me who deserve way more credit than I do for breaking the glass ceilings and getting out there and doing it. And so hats off to, to them. Um, but it is—it's representation too it, I
0: said, it, And you know, you're still a, a big part of that. And even, you know, in the last ten years, I've noticed the shift of, you know, how many more women okay. you see walking around the right. shows yeah. with, you know, just two walk by right now yeah. with just them two, you yeah. know, no husbands, and it's it's really grown, and it's it's fun to see. It so, is, yeah. awesome.
1: So, let's... Uh, and I'll just add to that, yep. real quick. That's It was kind of an untapped, in the TV, like what we do, for yeah. freshwater fishing, there was nothing like it yeah. when we first started, so that yeah. was...
2: It was very untapped.
1: It was kind of like sky's the limit type deal, of what we yep. can do, and how we can do it. Yep. So, I think that was a big thing, too. So, uh,
0: let's, let's key the viewers in, because I think a lot of people don't realize what is in the back end of fishing media production let's what oh are what, what are some of the hard parts about filming a fishing tv show do you guys just go out there and hit roll and and make it happen what's what's all involved
1: Good in question. That, that's a that's a dream <laughs> scenario right there um I'll, I'll let Sarah go first.
2: Well, I think a lot of people, um, you know, you, you you go out in the boat and you have a good day on the water and you're like, hey, I could I could be a yeah. you know, host. I could go out and, and do TV, and um, you know, because every you get on a good bite and then that's the bite that that's the memory, um, you know. Unfortunately, everybody who's been in the boat knows that it's not a good bite all the time, and um, a lot of times, uh, like people will hear, well, you go, you hear there's a good bite and then that's when you go out and film, yep. and that's not how we're able to schedule. So we run Cliff Lake Resorts. We're managing that. We have a five-year-old. Like, So we actually schedule out our episodes, and then we, we figure out, like, okay, this is what we're going to showcase. This is what we're going to um, talk about, and then, you know, what species we're going to target. And then we have to make it work in that time frame.
0: Which, that's also important for uh, your sponsors, too. Right. I know, like, you work with Charlie and say, hey, we're going to highlight this, this, and this new product. Um, you don't always have the luxury of going... Yes. To, going filming a fireball jig bite uh, with walleyes because
1: we don't need to tell people about that because that's been happening for 40 years so so that's a really good point um northwood wants us to use a new bait and they gotta bite it right yeah because you guys need the content we need the content so and it's if it's a new bait we haven't used it yet so you're going out there with something we've never used and it could be a crapshoot um sometimes it is sometimes it goes relatively smooth yeah, smoothly catching a fish sometimes
2: there's a learning curve on yeah. out how to use it or what yeah. the best application um, is and that sort of thing and.
1: but I would say that you, you kind of ask like oh, is it tough what's the toughest part um, the catching of the fish is probably the easiest yeah. it is lining up scheduling number one lining up yep. a babysitter yep. lining up a camera person getting a schedule in with if we're going to a lodge to promote a lodge yep. do you have this time for us because it's the only time we can make it
2: and i feel like we're the circus that comes to yeah. town every time it's like all the clowns do, 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 unload do, 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 from the do, do, car do, 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 do. when we come and yeah like, it, that's what it feels like we got a
1: cameraman we got a babysitter we got our kid and you got two of us um but then it, then it comes to equipment yep. um getting everything set up camera audio is the number one yes huge issue when filming yep. is, is sound um, so you you know there's a learning curve with learning all new stuff. If you get new products, you gotta learn how to use it all right away. Um, and then it comes to weather. Weather's a big one because if you plan this week, we go to Everett Bay on Lake Vermilion to film, and it's rainy and windy.
2: So that's part of the challenge. Like we went to uh, Nobby's Flyin', and uh, we went in July. We went, I think we had five days to film, and I, we actually only ended up filming for like a day and a half of actually fishing, and then and then the rest the rest of the time that we had was b-roll because it rained and it so we couldn't be out in it with the camera so it was limited time frame there to
1: get it all done yeah uh and another thing is you can't never have enough content you know this yeah so it's just more than getting it on the big camera like we got to do phone stuff we got to get pictures with lures and and you don't want to hurt the fish that's like one of our huge things we're very we treat fish kind of like humans because we love them so much that we want to treat them good. I don't want them out of the water. I don't want to do. We don't do like the fake hook set stuff. We don't do. Yeah. We don't do any of that stuff. It's real. So that's one thing we talked about when we did the show. Is I want this. There's no camera ever rolling after we set the hook. It's going all the time. You get the real deal. If we if it gets off, it gets off. It might not make it. If I decide I don't <laughs> want to show It's losing it. But you're not getting any fake stuff. So trying to get that all on tape is very, very difficult. And then I got to watch all the. We talked about how much film you got to go through to edit. Yeah. But. Treating the fish with respect and trying to keep them alive and
2: and, take quality and, content and, and get is, yeah. quality
1: content
0: tough. I think that's a, that's a huge thing, too, is um, so you need to come up, you got the new product, you need to come up with the storyline, yeah. and then you need to go fishing. So like you said earlier, it's not just, you know, anyone can go out and catch fish and be like, oh, I can shoot a TV show, it would be great. Yeah. But what they don't realize is in that, you know, day of fishing, they're fishing the whole time, when you're filming, you you're fishing like a third of the yes. time because you catch the fish, Exactly yeah, and right. then yep. you let it go, and then you have yeah. to do. It. Right. So, and you know,
2: Tyler's definitely the like the driving force behind that—the filming details and what we need—and he'll keep a checklist on his phone and be like, "Okay," and he'll spend a lot of time um, doing like underwater footage. Like we, we yeah, want right. to have a lot of underwater footage, yep. so Tyler will spend a lot of time looking at the aqua view, you know, with his head under a coat so he can see because of the sun and and yep. and, and not fishing. And, um, you know, and a lot of it's like, okay, well, let's position the boat this way because this is how I need the sun. And I'm like, well, yeah, exactly. that's a big, big the fish big, are 100 yards that way. And he's like, I don't yep. care. That's not what we're doing right now, you know. So, so he's definitely the driving force behind that and making sure that those details are taken care of. Yeah,
0: the, the of. content quality is important. Right. And I know, you know, there's the, the keyboard warriors out there that like to, you know, say things are fake and that was set up. But it's, you need to... You, and that's why you have to work really hard at it to, yeah. so to capture that shot live and bring that viewer in it you know you could have a great fish catch that you might not be able to use just because happens all the time the sun is, yep. is glaring um, it's a lot of work yeah. you know if, if if we just wanted to watch catching fish we'd go on YouTube and hop on right. some kid with a GoPro chesty, team but yep. the quality of content is really important and I think you guys really have done that and I've also seen you really
1: grow in that since you've well, started you started that yeah. Uh, that's one thing that we tried. When Sarah talks about, like, we, when we first started what we wanted to do, I've watched the shows where it's just a guy catching a fish, and there's no education. Like, you know, it's cool for about five fish. Like, okay, I, it's the middle of winter. I get to watch a guy catch a walleye. This is pretty cool. But then there's nothing, and it's the same thing over. So I wanted – we kind of have, like, a story for each episode. And you brought it up, Sam, by saying, you know, you got to come up with an idea. Yeah. And we got to come up with a new idea every time. So 17 ideas – one year and then 17 the next and I don't want to copy I want it to be fresh yep. and
2: it does not always work out if the idea no. comes to fruition I, right?
1: I would say 60% of the if I do 10 shows 6 of them are we scrapped the original idea Yeah. and we sit so there you're,
0: you're saying you you scrapped the whole show together or you flexed you, and said hey
1: we can make this product right.
0: work in this yeah. way and it'll be a great educational well, we, piece
1: we, we go out with a coffin spoon yep. they're not biting it so we end up with a flat fried jig head yeah. so everything that I had planned for the coffin spoon is scrapped yep. because we switched it over and caught him on this, and that's the way that's fishing, right? But that's real fishing. That's real we fishing, all yeah. do that, you yeah.
0: know. Um, so that, that's exciting. So. Yeah. So you guys talked about your schedule and organizing schedule. I there's there's two elements of it. I feel uh, like you're very you're set with the the lodge, and you do a lot of stuff there, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But also, you're one of our more widespread pro staff. You go from Michigan to the dakotas to canada you guys are all over the place uh talk about maybe some of your favorite places to fish uh favorite adventures
1: as part of that lots of favorite adventures yeah
2: we get to do some really really neat stuff yeah. we do and you know and and when you're in the moment when you're doing when you're doing stuff and you have a deadline and so sometimes we don't appreciate it in the moment um, but we've done some really cool things like the fly into Nobbies is really really neat they flew us out one day to go check out um, some of their outpost cabins, and so we got to spend some time in the float plains and yep. you know, doing that sort of thing and exploring, and that was really neat. And then, um, I don't know, like uh, we go up to Tamarack uh, Island Wilderness Lodge in the winter, and yep. we go there in the summer too, obviously, open water, but there's, they have such a unique setup um, for ice fishing, and just, the it's an adventure. It is an adventure in itself to go on the snowmobile eight miles across the lake, and um, and the, there's, huge there's nobody fish around. The there's no human. It's, yeah. it's
1: awesome. Yeah. So a
2: lot of really cool adventures that we have. And then you know we've been spoiled with luxury at Trappers. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Everett Bay, we they treat us like family. And so it's like it's like going and having a family reunion when we're there, and just real warm and cozy. So I, I mean, we right. just
1: you, you look at it as okay, we got a job to do. Yep. But and this is where Sarah says sometimes we take it for granted because that's number one on our head. Like okay, these yeah. people trust us to make their living a focal point for a half hour so we got to do our best we can do and when we go there it's like okay we're it's work like yep. we can have fun but we got to get this crap yep. done <laughs> we got to make sure we get the right stuff and so but we also we get to go to these spots for a week and it's they what they want us there that's cool like okay yeah. we're, we're gonna go to lake vermilion and then we get to go to Tamra, and then we get to go to a fly-in, and then we get to go to wisconsin and then we get to go back to where we work like we're very fortunate and blessed to be able to do that kind of stuff and not everybody that has a TV show has that opportunity. I mean, they got to they got to do bookings and they got to figure out where they're gonna get going. to But our drawback is our time frame. So it's it's the week, and we talked about that. It's the week at at Everett Bay, and we better catch fish. Yep. But going to all the all those adventures every time and being treated like the way we do is pretty and, special. And
2: we try to. We try to go to different places, or try to explore and get out there, because that's what people want. They want, you know, to see a different place. And it keeps it fresh. Yeah, be interested in something new. So we try to we try to incorporate that um, into our schedule, and then obviously what's going on with our lives as well, and how we can make it work. Like uh, this this year, uh, we are going out to Cascade in February, so that's a big trip for us um, to go out and get on some jumbo perch and yeah, out of Cascade this year. So that's a that's a big one. and that we don't have our open water plan yet, so we're not that far yet. <laughs> so we, just have we wait for
1: Noah on. Northland to tell us what the plan is, <laughs> and then we figure it out. Show you guys the new yeah, stuff. Show us the new here. stuff. Then, we we'll, then we'll go from there. Yeah. So, do you have maybe not a favorite,
0: but one of those areas that you really like and look forward to going to every year or every few
1: years? Um, I think northern Wisconsin. I, I knew you were we, we that. used to go there all the time. Yep. We both used to work for the Wisconsin DNR, so we spent a lot of time in the Northwoods, and that hasn't happened that much recently. And it's just a different feel. Like Canada, obviously, is amazing fishing and it's beautiful. Um, northern Minnesota is different than northern Wisconsin, a lot different. Um, going so northern Wisconsin is kind of special for me. Just going up there, and I spent a lot of time up there as a kid. So going back and revisiting memories and fishing some of the same lakes. And to be honest with you, northern Wisconsin, it's pressured water. Yep. But there's certain times of the year where there's nobody there, and if you know those times, you can be the only person on. A, I'm sure it's the same in. Yeah, Minnesota. Oh, for sure. For when you sure. know those time frames and the fishing is phenomenal. Yep, you can have the whole lake to yourself, and that's that's a pretty cool deal. And you're close to town. So you can go out to eat every night at a different restaurant. That yep. part's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm. I, I think I have a little bit my when you ask my daughter like what's your favorite or what, who do you like this or whatever and she'll I like everything and so like I think you're a little bit like that like, yeah. Yeah. you like the
0: next adventure it's, it's
2: kind of like yeah what's yeah. coming up next or enjoying where we're at when we're there um, type of thing and everything has such a different feel right, it that it's hard to say that's that's where I want to go, or that's my favorite place, or you know I really enjoy that because they all have such different different takes. Like, Vilas County, we love going up to Vilas County because we can go out to eat every night, and yep. that's not something that we get to do, which sounds uh, a little silly, but yeah, no, we do not get to do that. And 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 Tyler and I are we're coming when we come off the water from filming. We have a five-year-old, and then yeah. we are the ones providing the meals for the camera person, the babysitter. So Tyler and I are coming in, and I'm skinning potatoes to make mashed potatoes for whatever meal, and he's yeah. getting the grill ready. Download and we're, chips. And we're still in our filming batteries. outfit. So, so to go out to eat and not have to worry about that on my Super plate nice. is, is really nice. Yeah. But I mean, but like you talk about like the fishing opportunities at some of the other places, and you know, so it's just yeah. I'm yeah, I'm a little bit more broad. That's
0: a horrible. Guy. That's a sellout answer. <laughs> so. Uh, Earlier you talked a little bit about taking it for granted, and I 100% understand that because I get to fish with all of our pros, and I've, I've learned so much um, from that, but also when we're out there, we're testing something, we're filming something, like I said, you know, you're fishing a third of the time, sometimes it does feel like work, and my favorite part, or some of my favorite times fishing, is going out in the boat. Not trying anything, you know, just going, oh, yeah. going, doing exactly what I want to do. Do you guys uh, have time to, to fun, fun fish to go out and fun fish and not worry about anything uh, involved in the business? Um, to, to be honest,
1: no, not right now. I
2: would say that I have more of that opportunity because we'll go out in the boat um, and we'll take Reagan out. And uh, Tyler will be like, I'm gonna get underwater footage. So okay. you have to have on this jig. I'm gonna do the underwater footage. You make me sound like a horrible. <laughs> well, I but I get to fish while he's trying to film the underwater footage, and then and then we get to watch Braggy do it. And but which is it's kind of fun, fun family jig. time yeah, because
1: I'm sure taking Reagan out is probably the best part of yeah. non. Filming like yeah. the fishing part is definitely she's watching her do it. She's been
2: bitten by the musky bug. Yeah. She wants to catch a musky. And <laughs> That's it's, so, age, cute. Age and five. Five. it's yeah. so cute. She's it five. It's so cute. I mean, she spends like, she casts like three times and then yeah. it's like, I'm gonna take a break. So, you know, she doesn't have her 10,000 casts in by any means. I can't keep but throwing these big baits. Yeah, she's got a spinner on and spinner bait on. And she's like, oh, so tired. Right. But she's uh, she's been bit by the musky bug because um, actually during COVID, uh, when the lodge wasn't operating, uh, we were able to spend a little bit more time fun fishing, yep. and so we spent more time targeting muskie. And uh, we had a routine, and she would go out, and you know, um, she would catch. She practices her figure eights. She does a lot of. Figure- I'm the rod's going to go in one of these days, but um, and then as soon as we'd hook into one, she'd run to the captain chair, and that's where she'd sit. And then once we got the hooks out after it was in the net, yep. she could come look at it, and then she'd go back to the captain chair for the picture, and then she'd come help release. And she she really liked the musky fishing aspect of it. So
1: she's... Uh, you asked like. You said when you go fishing by yourself, those are your best times. You're not worried about trying a new lure. Yep. I I come to that conclusion like, hey, this is a pretty good gig, right? Yeah. After the fact, when it's all kind of done, yeah. And we're relaxing finally. Not even on the water because when you're and, on the water, it's like, okay, this is a really nice fish. Yep. Let's get it back. Let's get our pictures. Let's get it. And then it's like, okay, we gotta go. We got a bite window. Yep. We gotta go right this, back. This, yep. And we've already wasted 20 minutes because we did a talk or something afterwards. Yep. So you don't really get to take that advantage. You're like, yes, that was. Whew. It's after you get home and you're like, okay, we had a pretty good day. Everything recorded. <laughs> that's good. The can, audio's there. The audio's Did there. Hey, we, we 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 got lucky today. So that's when we kind of it's after the fact, which is okay. It's not so much on the water, but it's when we come back home in the cabin. We're like, okay, we got what we needed. We got this one wrapped up. So that's kind of the high for me. And I, afterwards, I feel like too, it's kind of fun uh, to have a little bit of that archive.
0: Yeah. You know you. Not everyone gets cell phones. We have yeah. more photos and whatnot, but yeah. you guys can re- relive some of your greatest trips Absolutely. through the video. And then. some yeah. of the
2: heartbreak, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like that's really cool. There's, there's a there, there's a couple musties muskies that broke my heart, and uh, that's, yeah, it's all on video. And then, you know, to watch it back, and it's like, oh, man.
1: Back-to-back days. like yeah. it, was, it was bad. So.
0: <laughs> let's, uh, we, we touched on a little bit, but let's talk about your guys' lodge and sure. what you do up there. Because I... I feel like a lot of people don't realize you're basically doing that full-time yes. and you're doing the TV show full-time TV show full and that's why you guys are so busy, so tell us
1: about the lodge. Uh, so, the lodge is Cliff Lake Resorts and it is in Northwest Ontario, so it's about 200 miles straight north of International Falls, Minnesota. Um, and it's in, uh, it's called the Whiskey Jack Forest area. Um, 6,000 acre lake and we are lucky enough to have all three resorts on Cliff Lake. So if you stay at Cliff Lake you stay with us um, and that's kind of one of the, our big selling points for that is that there's not a lot of pressure, not a lot of people. Um, we don't let anybody who's not staying at Cliff Lake launch their boat. I don't do guide trips with anybody who's not staying. Um, we got really good bear hunting that Sarah is 100% in charge of. I do the guide fishing. She does the bear guiding. Um, so we're up there hands-on all the time, and we're relatively—I like to say—inexpensive, not cheap. We're an inexpensive trip, so for a week you can come up there for six, seven hundred bucks, which is amazing—less than hundred bucks a night. Um, so that's kind of our niche. We're a multi-species lake. Uh, we have seven different species of game fish. Easy to navigate, very safe lake. All of our main lake hazards are marked. It feels like a, I feel like I'm doing a heck of a sales pitch here. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm intrigued though. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Our claim to fame are, what, muskies, smallies, and lake trout. Yeah. And we have really big, beautiful walleyes. Um, not really a Numbers Lake. Well,
0: That's yeah. Laxul. And you can see it, a lot of those shows yeah. are filmed on the lake. You know,
1: some yeah, like the big, stuff, the big golden the, walleyes are from Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're talking about not taking things for granted. That's our backyard. Yeah. So if we want to hurry up and get something done, we just put yeah, boats in the water already. So yeah. it's very really nice, yeah.
2: But we, we do work really hard yes. <laughs> managing yes. the resort and then... And then was Sportsman's Journal. So it is, it is definitely a balancing act. And, and we've kind of um, figured out through the last couple of years, you know, a, a whose strong point is, is doing what, and, and um, you know, so we know which role is ours. Um, and that's just how we make it run, and hopefully between the two of us something doesn't fall through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're uh, I would, I'm trying to th- figure out stress level when it comes to stuff. The Lodge stress level is probably not as high as the TV show. Really? Because we've moment. been doing that for eleven years. Okay. So in the moment, maybe. Um, the guests are always so good, that patient, understanding. But when you're up there and you got a guest whose boat's not working or trolling motors broke, and we're so far away from getting parts. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. That's that's the pressure there is trying to satisfy everybody. Um, but the, the what we get back from that is a guy coming up with a son and they haven't fished together for 10 years and it's the first time they went on vacation they're both adults and then they go out on a guy trip or something and they're high-fiving and they haven't seen each other or done anything like this and they, they rebook it for the next year that just, yeah, so that's really forever, really cool your whole summer is filled with the
0: highlights of yeah. of one week of everyone else's <laughs> yep, summer, yep. right that's, well and that's
1: exactly right we had
2: to figure that balancing act out because everyone's on vacation yeah. So everyone wants you to join them on vacation. Vacation, yeah. 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 So no, I get a, that. We had to balance that out. Like, no, no we gotta. We're
1: there's, working. There's no.
2: Yeah. out no <laughs> no, tonight. Don't we
0: let Tyler be, slip
1: yeah. away. See that fishing fishing doesn't clean itself. Yeah. yeah.
2: <sighs> but yeah. So in, in all aspects of the of the resort, we take care of and and so it is. Like we're we're there to greet everybody on Saturday morning when they check in, and you know we're there saying goodbye, and a lot of times uh, we do have uh, two staff. Um, to help out, but sometimes we don't have staff or we don't have staff the whole season, so it's Tyler and I doing getting the boats all ready, filled up with gas and cleaning cabins and all that fun stuff.
0: So yeah. And how did how did you get involved in that? Is that something you wanted to do
1: and, and work for? <sighs> or is it another
0: so, opportunity that came well, up
1: in your guys' well, life? We'll go, I feel like I drugged Sarah through all this. I apologize. Now that <laughs> Sam's laying it all, it makes me feel like... But she's I still didn't smiling let you, right I now. I didn't let so. her make any decisions on her own. I feel horrible. <laughs> I made some decisions. Yeah, I know you did. Um, so... Uh, this is another thing that you can go back to Iowa yep so I love Iowa but when you grow up fishing in east central Iowa there's not a whole lot you fish a couple man-made lakes right that's all we got and some rivers so going to Canada was the highlight my dad took I have two older brothers and he'd take us up every year so you did it as a kid and we did it as a kid and we went to Cliff Lake really his his
2: dad's uncle took him so they go back way generations yeah cool
1: so the early late, late 50s early 60s is when my dad started going up there and so he has the three boys, so we started going up, and it was an annual thing. And you go from Iowa. You, I fish all the time from April till June 1st. And then you went to Canada, and then you came back, and it's like, do I really want to fish for catfish and maybe snag a carp? No offense to Iowa. I love Iowa. Yeah. But it's, like, it's not the same. Yeah. So everything, I can remember when I was 12, leaving Cliff Lake on Friday, and I would, I would always almost cry because I was so upset, like, it's over. Yep. went by so fast. And I told my dad driving home that someday I'm gonna, something with Cliff Lake. I'm gonna work for Cliff Lake, I'm gonna own it, I'm gonna work there, whatever. And so, like all of my, even my college assignments were all based on Cliff Lake, Canada. So I had a passion for it for a long time. And we got, I got really lucky. Um, was it 2011? I started, I helped out with trade shows. Um, so I just did trade shows and helped sell trips to Cliff Lake and then after that, got offered a position to manage it, run it. Of course, I said no without even thinking.
2: I said, yeah. You're gonna
1: pay me? This is, you don't oh, even yeah. have to pay me.
2: I said, <laughs> uh, he came and said, I, he asked me to come and manage the Lake I said, well, how much are you gonna pay? He goes, I don't know. I said, well, <laughs> when do you start? He goes, I don't know. I said, where are we gonna live? He said, I don't know. I'm like, well, these are all questions that I have.
1: <laughs> Minor details <laughs> yeah. at the time.
2: Yeah. He could have cared less, so yeah, it was. And actually, it was a, it was a big turning point in our life. Um, I, I had uh, I had always wanted to go to medical school, and um, I think in 2010-ish, somewhere in there, I told Tyler I said, "I'm going to go back and finish my prerequisite and apply to medical school. I'm going to go to medical school. That's what I want to do." And um, so, uh, at at that point, um, we had taken this journey, and Tyler was working in uh, northern Wisconsin for the DNR, and so I was studying for my MCAT and we were fishing and you know so it became a big part of our lives and then um, I was accepted into medical school and he got this job offer and it was like well we have to decide what we're going to do and um, I said well I'll defer for a little bit and and, you know then we can always revisit and here we are. So she
1: could have been a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) So you know the guilt I have to deal with all the time. I I think she made... Made out pretty good in the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I,
2: it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty charmed life for the yeah. most part. You know when we look at our highlight video or highlight yeah. reel, you know sit back and and it is, and we're very fortunate, and, and we know that, and we try really to to keep a handle on that, and to remind ourselves like it is fishing, and you know like we are, we do get to do these great opportunities, and so we try to really stay yep. grounded in that aspect. Um, but yeah, the cliff like thing and the TV show were not not in my childhood dreams, but
1: yeah. It's easy to stay grounded when someone comes up to you in June and says, "My sewer's backing up," and then you have to go and crawl under a cabinet yeah.
2: to deal sure with that. So
1: make make we don't get too high too often.
2: No. So. Well, this very, is like our, this
1: is like we feel like king. Yeah, king right and now. We're, we're, very, to do a we're very we're very
2: we're very captive up at camp. Like we don't,
1: yeah. you know, we, don't, a, we see our remote? guests, and
2: yeah, we yeah. don't like our internet struggles, and so we don't we don't have a ton of exposure to what Sportsman's Journal is doing, you know, like right. the social media is generating and that's, sort of, like we see it, but it's, I don't know, it's just that's very, a, very...
0: We're removed it's kind, kind of a, of a, a cool aspect, aspect that you guys got because you're you're very traveled and uh, got all this media around there, but when you're up at camp, it's, it's way it's not, different. Yeah. You're locked in that one yeah. area with yeah. the few people are
1: around yeah. you. So. Six acres. Yeah. That's how big the camp is. But. So yeah, it's a fun experience though. And it, the cool thing is, is that we both told yeah. each other this after we did it for like the first year or two there's like a start and stop point to everything. Like camp is only six months. Yep. So after camp, we look forward to camp being done. Yeah. But then in, you know, March, we're excited for camp to start again. And we're excited at the yep. end of the season to go home and edit now. Yeah. And then we're excited for the shows to start. And then we're excited to go. ice. So there's kind of something new all the time. And that that <laughs> helps.
0: I, I, I can relate of more of my recreation of it's summertime fishing mm-hmm. and then it's bow season. Yep. And then it's, yeah it's, exactly. it's, it's nice to have that change of yes. pace, you yep. know, yep. um, so that, that's really cool. One of the reasons uh, when the opportunity for Northland to get involved with you guys as a sponsor came up, that I, I really liked you guys, um, is your, your target species. You're kind of our perfect demographic, you fish. Crappies and oh, yeah. walleyes and kind of the Northland species. Yeah. Um, what are What are some of your favorite species? And then maybe talk about some of your, why you like fishing those. You know, Northwood
1: species and whatnot. Go ahead. So. I know what yours is.
2: <laughs> so I, uh, I love musky fishing and I love walleye fishing. Like they're my top, top two definitely. And, and um, I, I sway back and forth kind of on the day or the season or what's going on, you know. But um, I really enjoy both. And um, uh, musky is casting. We do. We don't do a whole lot of trolling. So it's it's going to be casting. And um, I have been bit by the bug where i wanted you know i want a true trophy and yep. that's kind of like we're gonna hit the water hard and we're gonna get out and make it happen and um i lost two huge fish on lake of the woods um probably, it, it was probably like a 52 and, and a 54 if not 54 it was really close and uh, so i'm just dying for that retribution that yeah. yeah um and we'll 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 be out on the water as much as we can to go do that when that opportunity arises but at the same time we have such an opportunity for walleye and big beautiful walleye and
0: sometimes it's fun to just get bit i know (laughs) right
2: and so to say well we're gonna go out so i i waffle back and forth between the two i really do but
0: one thing i'll say about your love of musky fishing too i remember watching one of your the, the one of the first musky shows i watched you guys do and you set the hook, and I was like, "Holy crap! Can that girl set a hook?" Like, you you fish hard, and you drill yeah. them, and you use all the big baits. It's yeah. it's pretty, pretty incredible. Well, that's
2: so. I I actually got bit by the musky bug before I even know how to fish or what they were, and um, I. Well, I live in Wisconsin. i lived in Wisconsin my whole life. You see him at the bar, mounted, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I went with a to a, a friend, her cottage, and they had one on the wall. And her dad's like, "Oh yeah, they swim in our lake. We have them." And so he tied a spinner bait on for me and said, "Here, cast." And I didn't catch one and whatever. So. But I was like, "I'm going to catch a muskie," you know. And then when I met Tyler, I was like, "I'm going to catch a muskie." He's like, "Dude, no, I'm like, no." I'm like, no like, <laughs> That's do a fish ten thousand casts. Yeah. You just don't. Catch a yeah, you don't to, do you even know how to cast a baitcaster. caster? I was like, what's a bait caster? You know, I yep. mean, I had no clue, but I wanted to catch a muskie, so that had been a goal of mine for a long time. Um, and then uh, after catching a couple, and I mean, I handled them, but probably not real well, and then Tyler did the majority of the handling, and he said, if you are going to fish for these, you're going to handle them, and you're going to know what you're doing, and if you're fishing for them and you're catching them, it is your job to make sure they're handled properly. Yep. So he really, like, <laughs> you got to learn. So.
1: One time she listened to me. <laughs> so
2: that was ingrained in me from,
1: yeah. from quite the beginning. You love muskie fishing, yeah, for sure. Uh, I love crappies. Um, I think it's because I'm gonna go back to Iowa again. We catch crappies down there, but they're not big. And I, I uh, yeah. watch the TV shows, and they're catching like at the time a 13-inch crappie is like the goal. Like that's a big crappie. I yeah. want. I gotta. You gotta go to Minnesota to do it. Yep. You gotta go to Wisconsin to do it. So it was always like like a ghost like I want to see one. Do they exist? And then, you know, I caught started catching some big ones and it's like, "Oh my god, these things are It's all I ever wanted. They're exactly what I was hoping obsessed. for." And then I became obsessed with like big slabs. We we have done several shows where we are going fishing for bass. "Oh my gosh, I see crappies in the shallow yeah. scrap it. We're crappie That's fishing." You can 100% you can
0: true. you can uh, you can tell the excitement about your crappies during the show. Like when you guys get on the crappie
1: show, you yeah. can tell you're just like. I love I love crappies. Um, and then I would say probably I like walleyes.
2: Small. You were. He was. I was really big into small smallies. Yeah. Okay.
1: The first because that's something eating. in Iowa that I uh, never yeah. got to take advantage of. Oh no. The rivers. Yeah, the rivers have them. Right? Um, but I'm waiting, and it's snagged all the time. Smaller fish and stuff. Smaller fish. Yeah. There's <laughs> nice ones in there. I don't want. If anybody's from Iowa watching this, I'm not bashing Iowa at all. But I, just say, I'm I feel well, like uh, i
0: am <laughs> th- but being from northern minnesota i've learned more stuff about iowa now that was kind of my thought i has got some sleeper stuff going iowa on does, and there's and, a lot of really good anglers that come out they iowa do and
1: too. and i will say you're right about that and my problem was i was young i didn't have a boat so that's my experience yeah. back then was fish only the way i could stuff, fish right? yeah. so then the only time i got to fish for smallies was when i went to cliff for the week okay. and that was my focus like we're going to cliff lake it's got all Ooh. these other fish i don't care i'm going small fishing, fishing. So smallies was really big on the list, and they're beautiful, and they fight awesome, and they hit a lot of stuff. But I think crappies, a panfish is my favorite. I don't know yeah. why. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I guess it is. I just like big, and, and like big crappies. And it's evident when,
2: when we're out in the boat and what we're like, what we're fishing or what we're targeting. You can tell. Um, I think like when we're doing a crappie episode and the crappie bite is hot, or we're catching and he like his excitement level, He's, and like vice versa I, for walleye. And, yeah.
0: Like I said, you're you're giddy when you guys are kind like of fishing clams. and I see the same thing when you guys are musky fishing with you you're just
1: excited about so it's yeah. fun as, as long as one of us is catching a fish on, and we're filming it's okay whatever you know, if we're going for whatever one of us is catching a fish that's perfect that's our favorite fish at yeah. the time yeah. hey, I like the ones that bite too yeah. So, uh,
0: speaking of panfish yeah. one of the kind of viral clips you guys had going around was that pike yeah. racing out of the hole after that bluegill
1: Talk about that a little bit. How how wild is that? Um, Well, first I'll say pike live up to their reputation of being. I always call pike stupid because they'll hit anything and they're always super aggressive. Stupid might not be the right word, but that thing was stupid. He followed that. He he was very. He wanted that bluegill. I mean, he had to dedicate himself to. I'm eating that bluegill. It was like 18 inches of ice, so he had to fit himself through an eight-inch
0: hole. It was a long. Oh yeah, this wasn't
1: like this where he accidentally got caught and like his momentum. He was all the way, he had like, I'm eating that bluegill. Yeah. Uh, when it came out of the hole, uh, you've seen the, I have, I don't know what to tell yeah, I don't even remember it happening. I remember picking it up, but I was like, whoa. Look, the, the footage is all over your social media, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, go watch it, right? Check it out. Tyler hooked a bluegill,
0: pulled it out of the hole, and right after it, not, it, it didn't followed even, it up the no, hole. It wasn't out of water yet. It did not hole of the no. And I think, if I remember correctly, the tail of the pike came
1: out yeah, of the water. it came shooting it out It came out and water. swam around. On, yeah. I had water. It was all melted out, but there was water everywhere. The whole pike came out by itself with no help from me or a line in his mouth or nothing. Yeah. And I just grabbed it and grabbed the bluegill. I was like, this fish. What I, I think I said the two-for-one deal. Yeah. yeah. And then all the comments are about my accent, which is funny because they all think I'm from Canada when actually I'm from Iowa. And when I was in Iowa working for the DNR in Wisconsin, they all thought I was from Iowa because I had a southern draw. So I don't
0: know. The, the, I will say, the, the <laughs> Iowa accents, no one can ever put their finger on yeah. it. Uh, Eric Nag used to work at Northland Tackle. We'd go to shows across the country or whatnot, and everyone would try to guess where he's from, yeah. and, and no one could ever tell. So. No one would know, yeah. Maybe we just talk perfect it's in the, Iowa. Right,
2: it's the, <laughs> hidden, the hidden accent. But,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a, a, a pretty wild thing. Did you see it? that pike on no, the graph? did not see so it. So what a surprise was it Very when you were grabbing your bluegill? Yeah. I was like, whoa, what is this? So he, uh, he came it. back. I wasn't
2: there. I yep. was with Reagan because our babysitter fell through on that episode. And so I wasn't there and he came back and said, you're not going to believe what happened. And I was like, you're right, I don't really believe you. And he was like, no, I have it all on footage. And then when I'm watching it, I can tell, like, he's like, oh, look at, and I can tell what he wanted to say versus what, like, he caught <laughs> yeah. himself saying being on camera, yep. and, like, so I was like, I can fill this in, and, yeah, but, like, just the true, like, shock of, oh, and, and we fished quite a bit, I mean, yeah. and that was a Not one bad word experience. was said.
1: That was, I, could, uh, I could well, until, until the camera in, though, was off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was
2: like, oh
1: but that was at Trapper's, so we we'll Trapper's a shout-out. They're okay. right down there. Josh yeah. Bullivant does a phenomenal yeah. job there, and he put me on that spot for Bluegills, and, there was a pike there that wanted the to come up and say two. hi, so that was yeah. pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. Do you got any other wild things that have had happened out oh, filming and fishing? Um, I don't know
1: what all flurrs together. I know. I'm sure we do every time. There's probably something pretty cool we see. Yeah. I, I, I'll i go on a first date with Sarah. I don't know. Was it our first date? It
2: wasn't our first date, but it was... I'm, I'm talking the
1: about bo- the river, not the boat launch.
2: Well, that was still the... It was, it was our first summer. Okay,
1: so she came to Iowa, and yep. we went to the Turkey River, and, of course... If she's coming to see we're going fishing right we're not going to a movie we're not going out to eat we're gonna go fishing so we went camping up at the, up by fayette where i went to school and we fished the turkey river but you weighed the turkey river yeah i said okay we're gonna be up to water like to here to get to some our spots and she's like oh we're really afraid so we parked the car shut the door get all the stuff we walked down What's sitting there? A snake, first thing that comes out right in the water. <laughs> oh my God. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm not going. I was yeah,
2: like, Come like,
1: on. No chances of that ever happening yeah. again are slim. And
2: I, I had shorts on. Did you have waders on? I, th- did I didn't have waders, waders
1: so Nice try. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so, I know, yeah, so I was just like throwing to the wolves. Get out there and you're going to wade in this water that you've yep. never done. And then he's like, The current could be strong. And I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> That was pretty oh, fun. Was that was time. funny.
2: Yeah, that was my first walleye I caught. My first walleye that. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. I'm trying to think of crazy stuff
2: i don't know yeah I, feel, I, mean, I don't want
1: to have a lot of dead air here thinking. yeah
2: we have we have so many like stories from camp and stuff but i don't Gosh. know if they're appropriate to share there's <laughs>
0: some crazy stories from it's kind of hard to beat a pike chasing a bluegill out of the hole yeah that's yeah. that that pretty fish. cool so, uh how about you know we're at the ice show now do you guys like ice fishing open water a little bit of each
1: it's kind of that seasonal change what do you prefer um <clears throat> i'm an open water guy yeah uh if it was just for fun, I would love ice fishing probably the same. But yeah. the filming aspect, ice fishing is way tougher to film, yeah. in my opinion. Um the cold batteries. Cold equipment, yeah. um, tough to move. Yeah, yep.
2: so Tyler's like, I don't want to be boring. Like, um, you're fishing out of an 8-inch eight,
1: eight hole. Like, your whole, you, maybe you're fishing a very small area, yep. right? So it seems almost impossible even to catch. That's what blows my mind away is ice fishing, you can actually catch a lot of fish in an 8-inch hole. It's crazy. Um, but... I'm definitely an open water guy, but I like ice fishing. But I think I'm an open water guy. You yeah. might be ice
2: fishing. No, no, I'm no. open water. Yeah, uh, um, I, and I think, I think some of it too is because ice fishing is such a short season, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you only got a couple months, and we have to get in as many episodes as we possibly can. So we're on the ice a lot. A lot. Yeah, and um, by the end of you know, end of February, early March, it's like okay. To get back in the boat and yeah, so I would say I would say pre- prefer open water, but I mean when you got ice, you go go ice. Fishing, Ex- right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> and that's I'm kind of in the same boat. I prefer a, a open water, but ice fix, you know fills the need and right. uh, you I think you learn a lot yeah, from ice. Absolutely. Like, just yeah. Look at gusts. and
2: there's a lot of really cool opportunities in ice fishing. Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So. wild
1: things. And mm-hmm. whatnot, yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, no so, uh, ice fishing is i le- i learned a lot with the aqua view yeah and i think ice fishing it's because you see how fish relate because they're more they're not spooking as easy because yep. their metabolism is way down so they kind of sit there and let you videotape them a little bit yep. more and that's when i learned the most is probably ice fishing and you take what you saw when you saw it in january and then you get in the open water and you see yeah. them in the weeds it's like okay this is where they're going to leave they're going to come in they like to sit around the inside turn and it, you learn a lot in ice
0: fishing. I think. Yeah, I I think so too. Especially watching fish on an aqua view or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Sight fishing. I I love cutting holes yes. in the ice yeah. and, and looking and down. Them. Uh, just learning your electronics. I I think, um, and I've talked to him a, a little bit. But you know, Gussie, when in the classic using that moping technique, it's kind of it's kind of mm. ice Protocol. fishing yep. from a yeah. You oh, know, yeah. so I think those northern anglers, you know, staying versatile on it right. and what you guys are multi-species people you know if you just do the one thing you can't it's hard to apply new stuff it is but if you're you know musky fishing to bass fishing it's
2: yeah and you're, you're kind of you're kind of forced to be more versatile right because yeah. you gotta go ice fishing isn't the same as open water right. so it's like alright you gotta learn about fish behavior if you wanna go out and catch both and you know or all seasons and different techniques and yeah so but yeah definitely definitely, open water is easier to just untie your boat at the dock and push off and, yeah We like
1: easy sometimes. (laughs) And we have those
0: beautiful summers because we have those miserable winters. That's right. it's a trade off. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find your social media, where they can watch the TV show? Yeah.
1: Go ahead, Uh
2: huh? I'll do the,
0: I'll do,
1: you do Cliff Lake and social media, I'll do TV.
2: um, So, well, Cliff Lake Resorts is clifflakeresorts.com. You can uh, head there to the website, check out the, the resort. Um, And then social media, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, um, we're on YouTube, and it's all Sportsman's Journal TV is our handle on those. And then I have the real Sarah Trampy on Instagram and Facebook, and those are just kind of, I do more um, like behind the scenes or more women-focused stuff on my own page versus the Sportsman's Journal. But definitely more educational stuff on Sportsman's Journal.
1: And then on TV, we actually start airing tomorrow, Monday fourth so our new season starts and it's on bally's north bally's wisconsin bally's midwest uh we're on new this year wfn uh, world fishing network uh we are on pursuit channel which has been really big for us um waypoint tv which is a streaming digital um platform uh pursuit up which is a mobile uh, uh platform on your phone and then we added wild tv which is canada's version of the outdoor channel okay so we're excited about that this year and then uh all sorts of ko tv which is roku we're on you can find us on roku on fubu on all those uh, amazon fire stick all that stuff we're on all that and then of course youtube so every yes. sunday following our airing week which is the last day of yep. the broadcast season or of the week is sunday and that's when it goes up on youtube cool. at eight o'clock in the morning it'll go up cool well, we appreciate you having on or being on the show. Yeah, and right.
0: again, we love having you on the staff and I think uh, I'm gonna to try to have to make it up to Cliff Yes, Open, this open yeah.
1: invite Absolutely. for anybody yeah. from Northland. Yeah. So you betcha. Sam so. needs to come hunting bear, yeah. yeah, that too. So yeah. oh, <laughs> we had fun, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate invite. you coming up.
2: Northland Fish and Taco. Fisherman's favorite. It's a fisherman's favorite.